Yep, I'm good. Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. Uh, we're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, we're on season three, episode number 27. This is our songs segment. How are you doing today? The songs edition, yes. This is the songs edition, episode number 27. We've got a good one. Uh, a good one because we got a bunch of, of uh, peripheral kind of things on this topic for today. Right. And uh, as we get into it, you know, talk about the talk about Megadeth today. I cover one of their albums. I just kind of went in depth on the band members who were on that album. Now, Megadeth has had multiple band members since. Now, going off the four on there, um, those who follow us on social media, this list won't be a surprise for you what I'm going to say. Those of you who listen to the show but don't follow on social media, shame on you. But you'll know all this stuff. It's the type of stuff we put on our social media, too, so it kind of be a peek into that. Awesome. Today is May 25th, 2022. Memorial weekend coming up, Andy. So we'll uh, start the listeners off on the right foot. As yes. Wake the neighbors. We'll wake the neighbors with some with some uh, mega death. Tonight's, uh, today, here's, I'm going to share my screen here. The, the album is the fifth studio album, Countdown to Extinction, I'm going to focus on here uh, today. There it is. There we go. Countdown to Extinction is the fifth studio album by Megadeth, released July of 1992. Now, this album features some of the best-known songs, uh, Symphony of Destruction, Sweat and Bullets, Skin of My Teeth, which enjoyed some significant chart success and also made a great musical impact. This was released 1992, uh, recorded in the Enterprise in Burbank, California, 47 minutes, 26 seconds long considered heavy metal or thrash metal and released on capital so they just had finished up their rust in peace in 1990 then they came on with this and uh pretty good pretty good stuff now the the i got a couple good notes here andy i think i think you'll like this the album was recorded in the first half of 1992 during the rodney king riots that were taking place these events negatively affected the recording process as the band was forced to leave the studio every night at six o'clock because of the enacted curfew. Yeah. Yeah. So they had the curfew. Dave Mustaine says that, you know, there's nothing worse than getting a creative moment and then you have to leave. It was like a school bell ringing. And so, you know, they, the, the riots were going on in, in LA. They were trying to re- record this, this album very uh very interesting now following metallica's mainstream breakthrough which really which happened in 1991 uh the success uh of their album saw megadeth strip down their own sound and uh miss mustaine decided to follow suit uh through the music although the music remained technically a perfectionist once again as their previous releases but they tried to get that same mold to go more commercial more mainstream and not as uh, not as heavy, not as uh, dark, but uh, boy, some good stuff. Good stuff here. Now, the album debuted at number two, and it never went to number one because guess what was there? Billy Ray Cyrus was in the hot top spot with Some Gave All, the album. Achy Breaky Heart. Yes. That was, you weren't going to beat that. No. They're dealing with the Rodney King you know, the riots. 
Billy Ray Cyrus, achy, breaky heart, then trying to reduce this uh, this uh, thrash metal album. <laughs> it did go uh, double platinum. Uh, double platinum. Very The band's most successful, commercially successful album. And uh, they were nominated in 1993 for Best Metal Performance at the Grammy Awards. And uh, And so they touched on a lot of things here. Of course, with the with the album, what they talked about, and uh, you know, they their their lyrics dealt with a lot of things. I'll get a little more on that. Uh, but you know, they toured with Pantera, Suicidal Tendencies, White Zombie. They also toured with Stone Temple Pilots, Diamond Head, Iron Maiden, Metallica, and so they uh, did get some decent exposure. And you know, being from Minnesota. Andy, we're, you know, we're David Ellison fans, of course. He's yeah. no longer with the band. But during this time when the album was recorded, uh, here is, we may touch on this later, but the uh, the personnel was, of course, Dave Mustaine, lead vocals, David Ellison, bass from Jackson, Minnesota. Jackson, Minnesota, yep. Matt, Marty Friedman, lead and rhythm guitars, uh, and Nick Menza, drums and backing vocals. Now, Nick Menza came into play because the title track, Countdown to Extinction, and the title of this album was related to him. He, yes. saw, he saw this on a cover of an article in Time Magazine talking about the many things going wrong with the world, and the title was called Countdown to Extinction. He's like, let's use that for an album cover someday, for an album title. And so that's where they got that related to. Here's the track listings, Skin of My Teeth. Song one, song two, Symphony of Destruction. Really, uh, really talking about various puppet regimes that are installed in third world countries around the globe and what happens to them. Uh, very, he's got a lot of truth in his songs. Song three, yeah, ar- Architecture of Aggression, and um, that really kind of focuses in on Saddam Hussein at the time that was uh, with with the problems in Iraq. Uh, that song, song four, Foreclosure of a Dream really talks about the economic impact and um, how these things go and how they're, how they operate. Uh, Their video is very good. In fact, I just watched that again. You know, everything back then was buy now, pay later, take out credit cards. You can always pay it back later. Uh, And so everyone got hung up into this debt and uh, foreclosure was a big, big word song five sweating bullets. Sweating Bullets is a song that uh, really deals with the inner conflict of Dave Mustaine himself, all the things that he's gone through in his, in his various life is different, not quite multiple personalities, but uh, a lot of inner conflict that he's faced uh, and, and wrote it all down in uh, a lyric. The video to that is pretty good as well. Song six is This Was My Life. Song seven, Countdown to Extinction. Song eight, High Speed Dirt. High Speed Dirt. Lyrics are around the the uh, the topic of skydiving, high speed dirt, and then song nine is psychotron. Song ten, captive honor. Song eleven, ashes in your mouth. So um, that that's what I've got, Andy. As far as the, there's the album cover, there another yep. good one. Megadeth always had good album covers. <clears throat> yep, and you know they were they mistaken for lack of better words, if you listen to it, it was pretty political on those last two albums. 
this one and the one before was, I mean, he always was, but these two, he really, with the MTV audience, really took advantage of that, that yes. uh, soundboard, that audience. Um, he didn't shove politics down your throat, but if you listen to it, you go, hey, that's happening in the real world. You know, it wasn't yes. just work. You know, so kind of current current events, things yeah, like that. So agree or disagree with what he was saying, I think that helped his music because it was current event stuff. Do the songs still hold true in the future? I say in a way, yes, if you live during the time it was recorded. Yep. Kind of like a lot of the um, Woodstock era music, the Peace, Love, Dope music. If you live through that, you could still, I mean, I like some of those songs, but it don't mean as much to me because I wasn't there. I didn't. Yeah, really, it doesn't relate directly. You know, like Barry McGuire's Eve of Destruction. I think that's a cool song, but I didn't live during that. So yeah. I don't get it. But um, the, the Megadeth stuff, great. A few notes I got about Megadeth band members. Okay. Dave Mustaine was in a little known band called Metallica beforehand. Oh, yes. I don't know what became of them, if they had made it or not, but he was in there and Hard to believe him and him and the boys butted heads on stuff. And then to find out he followed their ways of, hey, let's take it back a step. Let's turn the volume down to 10 instead of 15. You know, let's go from yeah, that there. That was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting to find that out. I did not know that. They did that. Um, guitarist Marty Friedman. I've been a fan of Marty Friedman since high school. Oh, really? Yeah, so his first stuff, he just, he did just an acoustic album. Uh, Marty's done a lot of solo work. He was he was with Megadeth from '90 to, to the year 2000, so he was just with them for a little bit. Um, on our social media, I put a lot of Marty Freeman stuff up. He's really big in Japan ever since he went over there. Um, he's learned the language. He's become one of them. He married a local gal there. Um, and I don't know if this had a lot to do with the. This was in the facts. I brought it up. I think it was just a fact that you know Dave Ellison, very strong in his faith. Dave Mustaine. A very Dave Mustaine and Marty Freeman is very strong in his Jewish faith. So I think those three things when they made music, it kind of came together. Interesting. You know, and Marty Freeman had said at age 14, which if you did the math from his birthday, it would be 1976. He attended a Kiss concert <laughs> and went and bought a guitar right after that and wanted to play. Oh, really? He went to a, a show on the Destroyer tour. Right? 1976. That's kind of like the Kissing Time tour we were at when we saw the show last yes. week. So that was that concert he saw made Marty. If you if folks, if you can find Marty Freeman on Spotify or any of the stuff we put on social media, he's a guitar wizard. I love listening to his stuff. Um, if you follow him on Facebook, he started it during COVID like everybody else. He just do sessions where he just play for like two minutes and release it. Okay. on Facebook. So really good stuff. Long, super curly hair. He hates his curly hair. Like everybody with curly hair hates it curly, you know? So um, if you could find him, look him up. Marty Freeman's a great follow. <clears throat> Freeman casts about like the psychiatrist Freeman. Sure. Uh, Dave Ellison, Jackson, Minnesota's own. Um, we've talked about his stuff in the past. Not going to rip on that for the show now. But uh, Lucid is the new band Dave Ellison's in. Uh, okay, again, that's right. That's right. Lucid. That, our social media, too. Very good band. Give them a listen. Uh, Lucid. And then um, Nick Benza. Um, Nick passed away. This is the anniversary of his death this week. He passed away in 2016. The thing I liked about Nick was he was one of those. And this isn't, a again, put, uh, he played everything. 
He he did an album with John Fogarty. He was a Megadeth. He did blues stuff. He did Christian stuff. In fact, when the night he passed away, it says he was playing at a jazz club and collapsed during the third song of the set. Oh, I didn't know that. From um, uh, heart issues. They're just saying heart issues. But he played every type of music. Now, I'm not saying those who play just the blues are bad or those who play just rock are bad. But he played everything. He was, you know, jack of all trades, master. He just loved playing drums and playing music. Interesting. So he, if one band was in a tour, he went and played at the jazz clubs or the blues clubs, or he did studio work for other guys. He just always wanted to be going. Um, kind of reminds me of the guy from uh, Foo Fighters who just passed away, the drummer there. Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, same thing, just wanted to play all the time, just yeah. loved playing drums, you know, same attitude. Um, and if you're a big Megadeth fan of covers, they don't tour too much anymore. But there was a band called Darkest Hours, a cover band here in Minnesota. Okay. Um, you see them, and they tour a lot with a group called Maiden Minneapolis, which is an Iron Maiden tribute band. Oh, really? The two of them tour a lot together. I think there's a lot of numbers who were in both. Uh, Darkest Hour, their next concert coming up, if you want to go behind the Cheddar Curtain, is July 9th at the High High Noon Saloon in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, I'm wow. July 9th, I can't make that one. I got something else going on that day. Um, so that's uh, Darkest Hour. Yeah. Yeah, Darkest Hour is the Megadeth tribute band. So okay. if you want to follow them on social media, we've been putting some of their stuff up recently. Them and Made in Minneapolis are uh, touring together a lot. Um, good bands, if you're into that, if that's your genre of music, because Maine and Megadeth, those two bands play together, it's the same type of thing. So those are. I still think that would be hard to pull off uh, playing a cover band of either of those two. Right. Boy. Yeah, that's where the curiosity is itching at me on that one to see that one i'd love, wow. to, see I'd love to see that uh because you know allison on bass marty freeman's guitarist marty freeman's not mount rushmore-ish for me of 80s and 90s guitarists but you know what he'd be in my top 10 i'll tell you that yep. if you made the top four it depends on how the day is going <laughs> you know but sure. he, he's i think very good very underrated I think he's underrated because he played in Megadeth and then he went to Japan. So unless you just follow music, you're not going to know of a Marty Freeman. He's just going to be another long haired guy in the band. And when you watch the videos, wow, but give him a look up. Uh, I promise you, you will be happy. If you look up Marty Freeman, that's I got to, I got to pull up some of his stuff. That, that's your homework for the weekend, Dan. My Memorial Day weekend homework is to look homework. up some Marty yes. Friedman. Uh, yes. As you're traveling to town ball games over the weekend, as you're outside grilling, have a little Marty Freeman going. Have some. I'll jot that down. And also Lucid. You know, that'd be a great That's album Ellison review. Band. Very a good future, band. A future album review on, yes. uh, on that group. Yep. Yep. Local boy. We got we to support, lo- support local music with Darkest Hour. Local people like Dave Ellison. We're just. WCCO has nothing on us on pushing local people here. We're just local. No, and the and the artwork, by the way, on the album that was Hugh uh, Syme. Hugh yep. Syme did the artwork on the on the Megadeth album. A very talented, once again, with their album covers. Yeah, and many of those videos I thought were so. I don't want to say ahead of their time, but they were very good. They weren't your standard video like everybody else had. Correct. Very yeah. They were very detailed. Not the normal staple of uh, yeah. 
of, uh, of a music. Here's video. the band in concert singing. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't a funny video. It was here. It is. You know, because that was a time where a lot of videos being made. Directors of those videos were movie directors. These bands were hiring movie directors to do their music video. Yes. And you could tell who did that by watching the videos. Watch your classic MTV on your networks or on YouTube. You could tell who hired what video directors. You know, so. But yeah, Marty Freeman, Dave Ellison, uh, Nick Menza, if you find his old stuff. And th- so that's the band right there. And they've all still going strong, you know. Um, that's, I think Megadeth was like very underrated. Number two behind Billy Ray. Yes, that, that is a note that I thought was, uh, full disclosure. I had that Billy Ray album. We won't judge. Billy, Achy Breaky is the worst song on that album. I thought the rest was really good. He's got a lot of really other good songs on there. All gave some. It's a very good song to listen during, during Memorial Day. Coming up. So that's what uh, they had to uh, go up against. So, uh, you know, yep. I've never done a Billy Ray Cyrus review. Maybe that'll be coming up in the queue. Yes. All gave some that really that album isn't that bad. If you take out Achy Breaky, it's really a good album. Okay. I thought. All right, folks, get out there, listen to some of this, uh, this Megadeth and also the, the cover bands, uh, the, the tribute bands. bands. Darkest yeah. Hour. Um, I'm interested in seeing, uh, checking out those guys sometime. I see. Uh, I was looking at their schedule beforehand. Um, looks like they got the one in July. They got some stuff in uh, Stillwater coming up. Um, end of October, they will be at the Minnesota Music Cafe. Oh, they will. Okay. Yes. But also, I see Kiss and Time has a big Halloween concert coming up end of October. A lot of these metal bands are going to love October for concerts, especially around the Halloween time. Stay tuned to the social media. You'll see a lot of those coming up. They're pumping them out now. Yeah, you can't get tickets, but you can get the day off from work for it already. Awesome. Well, keep tuned. And also, remind, uh, remember that you can always keep uh, writing your comments down. Leave your comments uh, uh, below the show. Share this episode. Get it out there. And um, also give us some recommendations for future topics. Yeah, future albums. If you, if you know of a local tribute band, uh, let us know them, and then maybe we'll review the band they're a tribute to. Awesome. Like, they, I they like it. Our main album, so. All right. Anything else, Andy? Yo, that's all I got. I looked up again, our friends at Medina. I see nothing this summer for concerts for them. I don't know if they're booked up with weddings, if in the summer bands are playing more festival type things or what. But, Outdoors, uh, maybe. Yeah. Medina still has their stuff on Thursdays. Robert still has good food down there at Medina. So don't forget them in the summer. Here in Western Carver County, I did hear that in. Cologne, outside of Cologne, uh, Pounders has a has an outdoor amphitheater, small kind of an amphitheater okay. meant for outdoor music for small bands, tribute bands, yeah. rock bands, things like that. Uh, I've never been there actually to see live music, and I got a good recommendation from a friend who said try to see a show outside there. Uh, they've redone it and put up some stonework and whatnot, and it's a really great venue for outdoor music in the summertime in Minnesota. So we'll have to add that to our list as well. Yeah, Lake, Lakes Jam coming up has a, a night where it's a lot of rock bands, uh, Hairball and them playing there. And your local bars always have the local bands playing there. Please check them out and support local music. All right, sounds good. Have a good week. See ya. See ya.